Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Everybody, welcome to Hobby Addicts episode 237. On November 22nd, I am your host, Mitsugi, and I am joined by the, the very consistent, faithful crew. We have Mandy. Hello. I am here. I'm excited to be here.、Um, Good. I have coffee. Mmm. There's nothing else really going on. I feel like I have very little to talk about on Hobby Addicts, but I'll try my best. What else is, I mean, just got the coffee, you're in like the relaxed coffee groove.、Mm. Hot、yeah. drinks are nice. And、uh, we also have Mason, who has prepared his room. We don't know what this means yet, but we will soon learn. Sir, how are you? I'm doing excellent. The room is doing fine. Thanks for asking. It's all vacuumed, everything's、oh. all put away. Just on top of it today, I'm drinking a fruit smoothie. With all sorts of goodies in it, so I'm feeling、uh, extra hydrated and、uh, ready to share all sorts of things with you guys. Well, I have a monster here at, to no one's shock, so I just couldn't wait for the main podcast today. I wanted it. So, all right, on Hobby Addicts today,、um, I don't really have a lot personally. I mean, I've been plowing through Bates Motel like crazy, I'm like almost on season four.、Um, but other than that, I've I, we, I wrapped up a couple games. I finished The Stick of Truth yesterday or this morning. So I can talk about some of the most like, insane shit that popped up in that game. I know Mason's played that. <laughs> yep. So it just got wild towards the end. Other than that, there's the Game Awards that happened. So we might touch on that. We could talk about it more in the after party, I guess, maybe. Mandy has been, pla- ha- I guess, finished season one of Bates Motel. And played a little bit of We Were Here, so that should be interesting. And Mason Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. So that sounds interesting. L- listen, I think we should start with Hellblade because that's, that seems like a new, a new title for us here on Hobby Attic. So,、uh, no, probably not quite. I, no, I've I would talked bet about it. I have money that Mandy has brought this game up before.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's about three years old, so I'm actually. As usual, late to the party. It came out August 2017.、Um, I actually went to, picked up two games uh, recently. Uh, one was Star Wars Fallen Order, and one was Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. And I decided to start with the one that had a glowing blue sword like weapon, and you can use your mental powers to control objects,、oh. which is Hellblade.、Um, so this game is out for、uh, the PlayStation 4, it's about 20 bucks. And it's like 30 bucks on Xbox or Steam if you want to play it there. And、uh, I, right off the bat, Mitch should play this game just because it's super easy platinum. You、oh. can probably get it in about eight hours. No. So、oh. if, you're just, if you're just a trophy guy and don't care about the game itself,、uh, Mitch, it's for you. Oh my God,、um, thank you. It's a pretty short game. It's done by Ninja Theory, and they went with a AAA indie approach. Um, and it's probably about the right length game.、Um, the visuals are stunning. I got like a lot of the same vibe as A Plague Tale Innocence in the design of it. And Mandy, feel free to jump in with anything that you、uh, 
went to as I talk about this game. It's really I know good. You've played it and <laughs> talked about it before. It has Vikings and shit. It does. So as Mandy <laughs> just mentioned, it's like kind of Norse and Celtic inspired. It's like a dark fantasy game. It's probably like one third walking simulator, one third mm-hmm. puzzle game, one third combat. And each of these things are kind of just passable, but pretty underwhelming. Like the walking is kind of clunky. It feels like you're driving a boat through sand. The puzzles are kind of <laughs> hit or miss, and they're sometimes tedious. And the combat looks flashy and it feels fine, but sometimes it's a little unfair when your camera joins the enemy side and kind of gets stuck in things and you kind of feel trapped. And it's more of a like palate cleanser. It's kind of to shake up the feel of the game um, and challenge kind of just what's going on and just essentially all these things are just fine but the the whole reason to play the game is to feel like Senua the the title character and protagonist and she has this daunting task of plummeting into Helheim literally hell to save the soul of her dare departed friend named Dillian and she has to fight against these monsters and against the will of the gods to do so but all of this challenge is amplified by the fact that she has psychosis and it is the representation oh. of psychosis that makes this game unique, engaging, and ultimately worth playing. Because in a, the broadest stroke possible, uh, psychosis is a mental condition where you really can't uh, differentiate what is real and what isn't. You have delusions and hallucinations. And essentially, Ninja Theory realized that through the medium of games, they could kind of express this disorder in a ways that like film or music really can't capture. And they consulted all these various experts and people who are suffering from the disease and kind of tried to implement that into the gameplay, which is kind of both a, in the story of Senua is kind of a metaphor with her relationship of the condition. But the experience of psychosis is represented in one way with these binaural voices that kind of surround you and talk to you as you play the game like you. 100% should play this game with headphones mm. because you are constantly being berated as they these voices give you doubt, they give you encouragement, they give you all sorts of information of various levels of accuracy and it's such a cool experience to literally, I don't think any game gets you in a literal headspace as the mm-hmm. character, as this game. It's very cool in how they do it and a lot of the challenge of combat comes because the camera is so close behind you is that it's impossible to see all the enemies attacking you. So you have to listen for these voices in your head to like shout out when you're about to be attacked because it's otherwise you won't see it coming. So that's one way in the audio department, which is probably the strongest part of the game. The second part is her kind of mental or her visual delusions make a lot of the puzzles have a gimmick where you can walk through and see the world in a different way or have to, see shapes in the world that don't really exist but because of that it's kind of how you solve the puzzle so like how they fit the i mean it's not a 100 percent representation of psychosis but how they attempt to capture that and make it part of the gameplay is like, just so bold and risky like but a, it's kind of like, cool like in what way i mean i'm trying to find photos here but It's so, for example, there will be a door that you need to open. And the way to do that is to find uh, runes that have a specific shape. Say it's a uh, an X that is connected on the on the sides. And so what you'll need to do is find something in your environment 
and you might have to maneuver and climb up to a like top of a roof and look down and see like two trees that are crossed with like uh, beams on either side to kind of center this X-shaped thing in your vision and kind of see a shape that doesn't exist in real life hmm. to okay. kind of complete the rune. Or you have to walk through a, a gate and when you walk through the gate, the the world on the other side of it is different than the one you just came from. So you might have to walk through the gate to access a new area to open something and then come back and walk through the gate again and like go through different worlds. It's a little hard to explain, but it makes it very sounds, sense when you get into it. it. And it's, it's interesting. It sounds, Sorry, it sounds trippy. I mean... It certainly is at times. Uh, there's a whole like kaleidoscoping effect of colors and there's no like HUD or tutorial and you kind of just learn it as you go. There is a thread of permadeath, but it's really more of to get you in this state of concern and worry more than it is actually worth concerning yourself with. So it's a very cool experience, maybe not like a phenomenal game itself, but nonetheless pretty worth playing there's a couple like live action video segments that i didn't think looked that great visually but besides that it's it's a unique game that took a whole lot of risk and it's worth trying just for that Mm. i think so i enjoyed my time with it it seems a little bit like the as far as the like the easiness of the platinum and the length and the and like the graphics i mean i i I played that game, The Order 1886, like back in the day, and yep. it was like this yep. like blistering graphics, simple game, about eight hours long, easy platinum. And, you know, and it was fun, you know. So this game is dark looking, though. Holy shit. Like, it's definitely dark, and it's not uh, an easy, like, haha, this is so much fun to play game. Like, most of the time you're like, this is... I mean, the, the main character, Senua, is often screaming or looking very concerned with the world and just struggling with everything that's going on, which she goes through an absolute punishing task of things. And it's, it definitely is an experience that is unique. And just for that alone, it's, it's, I mean, it's certainly memorable. It's not a game you'll just finish and be like, okay, uh, on to the next one. It, it sits with you a bit. And there's a nice little feature with the game that's like a 30 minute kind of documentary about kind of their inspiration and how they went about you know transforming this game from just a cool dark fantasy celtic nordic adventure to including this whole second component Mm -hmm. to it that became crucial to the thing so it's uh it's pretty cool i'm first i'm frustrated by how long it takes prices on games to drop like this game is uh at least three years old and yep, it's three years old. still $30 on PSN. So, you know, at least I should say PSN prices don't seem to drop. Like, you know, as an aside, I, um, like I, I went to look at how much the, the fractured butthole, the second South Park game was that fucking game mm-hmm. still 60, still $50. And it's been out for like three years or something. So I'm like, this is like crazy, but it looks cool. I have to keep it on the, on the radar. You know, I think everything, Everybody, I don't know about everybody, but myself, I'm just kind of like polishing off and like mopping up the, the like the the remains of games that are on my PlayStation that I haven't really finished because I know that when Cyber mm-hmm. when Cyberpunk comes out, that's like, I think I'm just gonna get it on PS4 and it's 
you know, that game is going to suck up every all time for gaming probably oh, for definitely. a while. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll keep it on my radar, but I may not buy it just because I don't want to get another game before Cyberpunk comes out. But but cool. It looks it looks the the design is really great too. So yeah. I'm, dig, yeah. I'm digging. It looks a little like Alloy, but with a little different flair to it. With more like Hellraiser like <laughs> twinges <laughs> of style. So all right, cool. Well, Hellblade. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty dark game. It's about yeah. like the Viking invasion into um, uh, Celtic lands of like Britain, but um, it's you do definitely see a lot of really horrific uh, Viking brutality, while also her uh, just dark visions as well. But yeah, the way it sounds is super cool, and you need to play this with headset because it's. I think you miss out on a lot of the experience if you don't have a headset on while you're playing it. Um, that's why I would always. I would recommend it on PC more than anything else. But because um, I know it's also out on the Switch, but I know I know you can put you can use headset with the Switch, but I don't know for some reason I still think it's a better PC game. But hmm, interesting. Um, yeah, I think the the only like really disappointing thing that I had with it was, yeah, first of all, the puzzles are or the um, like finding the runes thing can be really obnoxious at times, <laughs> and I'm just like, God, I just want to find this fucking rune so I can continue. Um, half of it, really quick, half of it's frustrating because it's kind of obtuse, and half of it's frustrating because you sometimes accidentally solve them. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you'll just be like focusing, and you'll accidentally come across the solution, and you'll be like, well. Hooray, I guess, but I didn't earn it. <laughs> Hooray, I guess. Um, also, I wish that there was a larger variety of enemies because I felt like after a while you're fighting the same guys over and over, and I'm like, and I really wish I had a wider variety. But boss fights, the Fenrir boss fight is so cool, and that was my favorite part of the whole game. Just getting to that boss fight is a treat. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's super cool in the. Uh, Sequel will be coming out, I think, next year, I believe. Oh, cool. So well, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. In that case... Yeah, I'll definitely pick that up. In that case, maybe the price of the original will drop when the sequel comes out. <clears throat> so. I think $30 is a pretty damn good price for it, though. I think it released at 50 it, or 60 It released at, I believe, a lower price because mm. they were kind of the whole concept going into it, and we don't need to spend this whole episode talking about it, was that you know, they have, they're they a AAA studio, but they are not spending all the time into making a 50-hour experience with all this development time, but a little more refined experience, a little more to the point, and releasing it at a lower cost. I don't know. I mean, I hear you, but like the total game time is only seven hours. It's like, I don't know, you know. I get you. The value per hour of playing isn't <clears throat> all that great compared to a lot of other things. So even like the Monster Boy game I just finished, you know, I got like 30 hours out of that. And it, and it was, you know, it was like 30 bucks. So anyway, but that's fine. Oh, uh, you know what? I think I was wrong. I don't know if it takes place in Britain or Scotland. It might be Scotland. I apologize. It takes place in hell. So Scotland. Ooh, <laughs> burn. Take oh, that, shit. Scottish people. Oh, I'm kidding. Uh, what's our what's our percentage of Scottish listeners? I might have to take that back. Uh, <laughs> I would say very low, probably. <laughs> okay. Scotland suck. Actually, never mind. I'm kidding. Bates Motel anyway. season one. I'm on season three and a half, I guess. But um, Mandy, are you still enjoying Bates Motel? Any any uh, yes. thoughts to add mm-hmm. on to what you said last time? Um, not much. I watched it with my mom last night and we had fun watching it. And, uh, 
Norma is a trip. We were cracking up because oh, yeah. she's fucking crazy. But they, and there were parts where I'm like, I don't think this is supposed to be funny, but the actress is so good that we are cracking up. Like, we love that actress now. <laughs> and, um, yeah, Norman is also fucking crazy. So, um, everyone's crazy. The best part of the whole show so far is where Norma is freaking out and she yells, why, do crazy people just gravitate towards me? And we were cracking, we were laughing our asses off at that comment. We were like, that's the best line of the whole damn show. <laughs> but, uh, because of how true it is. Everybody in that show is just fucking psycho. And except for like CF girl, and I feel so bad for her. Oh my God. It, ugh, Emma. I'm sure it gets worse. I feel so bad ugh. for her. I'm like, you need to go somewhere else, CF girl. <laughs> Yeah, she's just she does she deserves so much better. Yeah, and, and I know it's gonna get crazier. Like these people, it's just they're all committable, all of them. Except, have you run into Dylan yet? The character Dylan. Yeah, the brother. Yeah, Dylan is like mm-hmm. one of the few good apples in the show. Um, yeah. You know, and yeah, he had his moments at the beginning. He felt like I when he first was introduced, I thought he was going to be like a bully because he was just came in and was like calling his mom a whore and like was off like punched Norman in the face. I'm like, oh no, it's the bully type. But then later on, you're like, wow, wait a second, maybe he's right. Everyone else is fucking crazy. He's yeah. just like wrapped up in it. <laughs> it's gonna get it's so it's so. At the point that I'm at, you can kind of see how we're we're transitioning from the Norman that we know from the movie mm-hmm. and the Norman that we know from like we'll season one. Yeah. Yeah, it started at the end of season one. Yeah, it's starting to get bad. You know, things are starting to like happen and, uh, you know, we'll see. It's pretty engrossing. It's still good. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like 15 episodes ahead of you and it's still good. So keep watching. Yeah. My sister somehow is up to where you are. I don't know. She fucking uh, watches things faster than I do. <laughs> how is that possible? I have no idea. I, I thought Craziness. you I thought you were the champion on this. I, I shrug. I have no idea. <laughs> well, I'm just that dead horse being dragged in the mud, so we both know. But um Okay, cool. Well, I'm glad you're still liking it. I mean, it's it seemed up your alley cuz it's got a lot of crime stuff in it and serial killers and what's well, <laughs> that's like, my brand Mandy's serial killers it's like, checked. crime 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 killers <laughs> I, I I have learned from these true from these true crime podcasts that it seems like women in general just love true crime so it's like I've noticed this too I don't know why there's like so many of these true crime podcasts are hosted by like two women who are just really enthusiastic about here talking about people getting like gutted gutted and shit it's the stress of life man it just I guess hey whatever (laughs) works sometimes we just want to watch everything burn (laughs) (laughs) whatever whatever works um almofire.jpg yeah well do you have anything else to say or do you want to talk about we were here um, I don't think I really have anything else to say about Bates Motel so far, except that, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, we're still really enjoying it. And the mist, like, there's not really much of a mystery anymore because, mm, yeah. and a lot, I was very satisfied because a lot of the things that I thought that I saw with like correlation between like this and what we know of Psycho are starting to like, like all of the like um, lines are starting to become connected. Like before I mentioned something about taxidermist, because I remember in Psycho, his mother was um, taxidermied. And 
Wow, is that a spoiler for Psycho? Should I like not spoil Psycho? I mean, like a fucking many, movie from the sixties? Like, like that 70, guy's old, yeah. is it? It's like seventy <laughs> years old. I think you're good. Well, if you're planning on watching Psycho, I apologize. Well, you should watch it but, anyway. I would think. Yeah, but um, but yeah, a, a lot of the things that I thought were going to happen when I saw hints of it are finally starting to happen. I was like, yes, cool. That makes me feel like I'm somewhat smart. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, no, it's cool, though. I'm, uh, I wouldn't say it's pleasure, like a pleasure watch, but it's still, like, super cool and uh, engrossing. But, yeah, and, uh, we were here. I played a little bit on, um, Friday night. And this is a co-op, like, escape room game that you can play with a friend. And I'm so sorry, my cat is freaking out in the background. Ravage. I think her belly hurts. I think she's ready to puke up a hairball. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But ignoring that. Anyways, um, We Were Here is a game by Total Mayhem Games. The first one, I think there's a series of three of them. The first one is free on Steam. So you can just go on Steam and download it. And it is a co-op puzzle game where one person is the explorer and one person is the librarian. And the librarian stays inside of a room that has all of the answers to puzzles. And the explorer is the one that has the puzzles in front of them. And you have to work together and communicate what you see so that the other person can um, do things. So, like, the librarian has, like, say, um, a chart with symbols on it. And the explorer has, like, uh, like, I don't know, tiles that you can move around with symbols on them. And the librarian has to try and communicate what they're seeing um, on like the puzzle solutions and so that the explorer can put them in and get through the door to the next room. And it does have a timer on it because each room has a, at least I think all of them except for one so far, um, has a way that it can kill you. And so you have to work together like you, like, you know, and I, and like you have to, there's some urgency to it. You, re- you really have to like push your partner to fucking hurry up. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I never, I didn't get to finish it and I feel really bad. I'm going to say this on Hobby Addicts because she, she's never going to hear this. I played with my sister and it was an absolute nightmare playing with my sister. Oh, no. Ooh, <laughs> burn. Don't tell her. Don't anybody say anything. Well, why is that though? I mean- <laughs> she is bad at puzzles and it was so frustrating and I would love to play it with somebody who's a little bit better. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I mean, it's my sister. Fuck it. I could say mean things, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I was, I was playing as the explorer, the one that does the thing, um, you know, that actually puts the, does the, solves the puzzles and has to get through the room and is on the timer because we started with me being the librarian, but my sister, she's new to computer games. This is her first computer. So she's not really great with mouse and keyboard yet. She's a little slow. In more ways than once. Oh, (laughs) hits just keep on coming. I'm so sorry. Don't don't go tell her anybody. She's already (laughs) run over. You might as well just keep on backing up. (laughs) She knows. I told her this, anyways. We're sisters. We're mean to each other. But Thanksgiving um, is coming up. We gotta sever these family ties asap. You'll get away with it. (laughs) Anyways, um, but. 
Yeah, and we started that way, and she's a little bit, you know, slow with computer games. So then, um, because I go, I would tell her what I'm looking at, but she couldn't figure out how to interact with objects. So then we switched, and I was like, well, I'll do the interacting if you want to, like, walk me through the puzzles. And um, the first few rooms were very easy. The maze was a nightmare, because... I, I think she started panicking and didn't know what to do. <laughs> and I was trying to tell her, like, this is what I see. Just tell me what you see on the map. Because on the map one, um, that one person is stuck in a maze. And there are levers all over the place with different colors on them. And there are gates with different colors. So um, I think if you just stumble around enough, you could probably figure it out on your own, which is what I did. But the other person has the map and, tell, and is supposed to like guide you where to go. But she was having a lot of difficulty trying Aww. to look at the map, so I kind of just stumbled my way through it. It is mentor her, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel bad saying that, but I think it'd be a great <laughs> game to stream with somebody, uh, like with a friend who is um, a little bit better at puzzles. <laughs> but um, no, it's it's. I think it's actually pretty cool, and I think it's nice that it's a free game. And um, if you are in, interested in puzzle games, um, they do get kind of hard later on. The first couple are super easy, and you just I, we just um, blew through them. Like um, the first one is like an eyeball one where the librarian has um, a two different symbols between like an like a chart that has different eye colors and the explorer has like a door that has two different colors on it and two different like um rooms that you could touch so you have to say hey my colors are purple and green and the librarian has to look at the chart with eyes on it and go purple green these are the two rooms between those and then, you know, the explorer can touch those and get through the door. And then the next room is, like, you're looking at all these different paintings with animals on them, diff with different, like, combinations of animals. And then each of them has, like, runes underneath them. And then there's one picture that has, that has like, that's blank underneath. And you have to figure out what runes to put in there. And so you have to tell librarian. They look through books. It has, uh, like, different animals in them. And you have to find out what runes go in that spot. Open up the door, like so on and so forth. But later on, I think the one that broke me was the chess game because my sister doesn't know anything about chess, and I had a chess board in a room where I was slowly freezing to death, <laughs> and my screen was filling up with frost. And so, if you wait too long, your screen is completely white, and you just die. And but she had the chess. Um, she had a. Um, a footage reel with a chessboard on it and it was moving pieces and so I needed her to tell me what pieces to move where in order to open the door but oh, no. she didn't know anything about chess and started oh, panicking and I was like you know what let's just take a break that's <laughs> a, watch the queen's gambit that's a, that's a tough puzzle though like you have you have to have knowledge of chess to, to be Sounds successful cool, though. I mean it, I mean I know how to play chess so that would probably be fine but like some people don't know how to play I mean, yeah, no, no, for sure. But I think uh, all I I was trying to do it as simple as possible. I'm like, okay, you don't have to know the, you don't have to know any of the pieces' names. You don't have to know, you know, like what tiles they are. Like the like um, 
what rows or anything. Just tell me. Uh, the horsey looking one moves yeah, two in this direction and two in, one in that direction. Yeah, I know. That's what I was trying to get her to do, but she was panicking. She wanted to like, I think she she felt, I think she felt a little embarrassed that she didn't know anything about chess. <laughs> but yeah, I was I mean, like, no, it's cool. Just tell me. Front row, black, two to the right, you know, just, or, yeah. you know, to the left. I was like, just move it up twice. Just tell me anything. They, they do have like the, like A3 to, to, to B7 yes. type of thing. Yeah, but do, she but doesn't know any of that. Gotcha. Yeah. But um no, it's, it was a pretty cool game though. So, I would like to see what happens later like in the rest of it. But um after a while I was just kind of like, you know what? It's cool. Let's just take a break. Let's hunt ghosts and we played more phasmophobia together. <laughs> I was like, that's that's a much easier game. <laughs> Have you played any of the other We Were Here games? No, I haven't. I haven't played okay. any of them. This is my first time ever playing one, but I think it's gotcha. a really cool concept where you can like co-op puzzles together. Yeah, definitely. Did uh did our experience doing the escape room would that carry over to this at all? Mm, I don't know Probably because not. I don't. Mm, I don't know what other kind of puzzles are in there. We got just to- yeah, it's communication. Yes, yes, it's very heavily reliant on communication because in puzzle rooms, when you're like in the same room, you can both look at the puzzle and then, you know, combine your um, knowledge together or like, you know, combine your brains. But it's a little bit harder when the when each player can't see what's actually going on on the other side of the screen. If that makes sense. Like I couldn't look at her book that she's looking at. And so I couldn't know if she's actually you know, telling me what I need to know or if it's, um, you know, if she's looking at the wrong one. I don't know. So it it definitely requires a lot of communication. Well, I just remember doing that one escape room with all of you guys up in New York and yep. how quickly you guys just devoured that <laughs> escape room. I mean, it was just... Yeah, we blew through that so fast. I can't remember who the... I feel like it was you, Mandy, and maybe Andrew that were so good at it, but like it was... It was like over in a blink. I was like, oh my God, what's happening? Yeah. The, well, what's the problem happening? is we trusted each other with the puzzle. So like I would be solving a puzzle in one room and Mandy and other people would be solving a completely different problem in other rooms. So like I'd come back and be like, wasn't there a prob- puzzle? And then I'd be like, no, nah, I solved it already. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. okay, well, oh. this one's done. So <laughs> you had an hour and you only needed eight minutes. <laughs> basically. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. The cool. hardest part of that one was the listening one because I couldn't hear any of the sounds. But I think you did really great with that, though. Did I think it was you who did it, right? Me? I. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I did nothing in that escape room. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. But yeah, it, it's it's a pretty cool concept, though. And it, it the first one is completely free. You can just do, go download it if you feel like. I think it's a really good streaming game for sure. Yeah, I, I like the idea of playing. Um, like escape room games in VR. You know, I I am um, mm-hmm. I played that escape room in, in Resident Evil Seven in VR, and it was really interesting. And although that escape room was kind of you know an unconventional sort of escape room because everything would kill you, but um, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm this may exist, but like you know, it would be really fun to have a headset and be like, okay, here's this this ten pack of puzzles, and there's just like ten escape rooms in here, and they give you like an yeah. hour. They give you an hour, and then you just you know, you you fucking do it like in VR in real time. Mm-hmm. But so that, I I think that sounds like a neat idea. I'm sure that that probably exists, and if not, it will soon. But because escape rooms are fun, but they are really expensive to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, cool. Well, anything else, Mandy? Before we move on again, 
I don't think so. I did play a little bit of 13 Sentinels, but I don't feel like I'm far enough yet to really talk about it. So I want to save that for later. Okay. Because honestly, I've just been drawing a lot, so <laughs> not a lot of video games. Well, I finished Monster Boy. I got the platinum on that. Um, finished Damn, fast. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun. It, it kind of overstayed its welcome a little bit. It was a little too long, but um, but it was really good. I think it's recommendable to like most people would really enjoy it. Um, simple trophies if you care. It's like it's like complete all the map, get all the chests, just simple stuff, and they pretty much tell you where the chests are for the most part. But then I finished South Park last night and <laughs> holy shit, just, it's just wild. Like there's some, there's some wild stuff like the first. So the South Park game stick of truth is broken into three days and the first day didn't really have a lot of like off the wall over the top, like South Parky stuff in it. I mean, it does, but like, it's not, there were not, there were no moments where I like would look at my girlfriend and we'd be like, holy shit. Like, but day two, it starts to get crazy. And I don't know if you've... Have you played this game, Mandy? What was it again? South Park, the Stick of Truth. Oh, yeah. I, I never finished it, but I did play a bit of it. So, I mean, Mason will be able to weigh in and, and, and maybe you as well. But there's a scene, like, later in the game where <clears throat> you're, like, you get shrunken and you're fighting, like, the underpants gnomes. And they just say, like, hilarious shit. Like, and then their little gnome voices let us be like, give me your underpants, you little bitch, and stuff like that. I love it. And then, but then there's a scene where you, you're like in the wall, walk, going, battling through the wall because you're tiny and you come out of like a, a, like an electric plug and your parents are just having sex on this, on, on, in their bedroom. And the game is such, is set up so that you have to basically watch your parents having sex for like probably 10 whole gameplay minutes. And they're like changing God. positions and spanking each other. And she's like riding him and there's like nipples bouncing around and everything. And then it gets to the, to the point where you crawl up onto the bed to fight like the, the final boss of like the underpants gnomes. And at the end of the fight, and this is like somewhat of a spoiler, but you got, it's, there's so much wild shit in this game that if you like South Park, you should, you should just play it. People listening. Um, like there's like scenes where, like your the dad's nutsack will like swing and like almost hit you. <laughs> it's just like totally insane. So this is like this whole next like two minutes is gonna read like my list of craziest things I saw in the South Park game. That was definitely up there. <laughs> then there's a scene where you have to they've stuffed a nuclear b um, bomb up inside Mr. Slave's ass. So if you've played if you've seen South Park, you know that Mr. Slave is always sticking like things up his ass. And so there's like a whole episode with like this gerbil named Lemmy Winks that goes on like this mystical quest and he, and he runs in. Go Lemmy Winks, <coughs> and, stop WikiLinks. And, and they play like all the, like the fun music and he runs into the, the spirits of other deceased animals that have been like stuffed up Mr. Slave's ass. So there's like the frog king and the, the sparrow and all this. Well, you go up in his ass and there's like just crazy shit up there. It's like a pool ball, like a, like a giant vibrator. Uh, a cell phone. Uh, it's just so, it's such a wild, like South Park stuff to like go up inside of a guy's ass. And it's really gross. It's like shit everywhere. Um, but I mean, for people that like South Park, this is, you know, this is what you expect, I think. And, um, and then probably the third wildest thing I saw in the South Park game, and I'm being pretty tame in my descriptions, by the way, is um, pretty much everybody becomes like a Nazi zombie at one point or another. So just all the Nazi zombies that you fight, like there's Nazi zombie cows, 
Nazi zombie, like homeless people, Nazi zombie rats. Um, one of like the main characters from the show gets turned into a Nazi zombie. So a character in the show that had previously died gets dug up from the grave and reanimated using like this green slime and he turns into a Nazi zombie. So it's just like, it's just wild shit the whole time. And, um, it was really enjoyable. Uh, if I had a criticism, it would be that the game, it, it seemed to cap my, our level at 15. Like it, we couldn't go past level 15 and this is all like D and D. So level 15 may like be, be more significant than it sounds, but, but, um, like we got to level 15 with about four hours left in the game probably. And couldn't really advance any further because we were capped out. So it is what it is, but like, um, it, it, but it was really fun. And I think we'll get the second one. I'm hoping it'll go on sale here, maybe for Black Friday, and I'll be able to get it because to have a game still be $50 after like three years, I think is just ridiculous. It should never, it should never be that much after three years. But, you know, I guess it's not really up to Sony, probably. It's probably up to the studio, Ubisoft. So, uh, any uh, any thoughts on when you go to Canada and it becomes for, uh, like ours a two D top down like Zelda game? It's just like total total disrespect to Canada. I feel like <laughs> yep, it, Canada is just totally disrespected. Um, the whole nation of Canada is just reduced to like nineteen eighty five like Final Fantasy graphics and and and, and like bears that give you dire aids like shoot lasers out of their eyes and the whole country's infested with dire wolves and dire snakes and just dumb shit yeah it was pretty funny and then like the border is hilarious how you get across the border and it's just like a toll booth with like a little like thing that goes up <laughs> it's so ridiculous it's so obscene <laughs> it is but somehow like I, I remember when I started the stick of truth I'm like this is going to be kind of like a cash grab like this is Ubisoft just kind of milking the franchise just to get a game out there. Haha, <laughs> it's South Park. People will buy it. But like it goes so hard that I just I don't know. It somehow was like beat all my expectations. And it's such a dumb game. But oh, it's 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 fucking it's fun. It's phenomenal. I mean, I love how it's all D&D. They're all playing D&D the whole time. And the cutscenes in the game are so much more engaging than cutscenes in most games where I'm like, eh, it's a cutscene, I like it, but you know, whatever. This is, you're like watching an episode of South Park while you're playing it. It's super fun and it's just unbelievably offensive, which is kind of what you expect and probably want when it's from South Park. And and just a just a ton of fun. Like like the combat was a lot of fun. It got a little repetitive, honestly. But mm-hmm. but like the the but the the combat was a ton of fun. And they just they just crushed it, and there's really no reason to not get the second one. You know, I'm sure we'll get it, and um, and play that as well. And I don't know, South Park they they've been making games on and off now since like the N64, and they always seem to be at least somewhat good. You know, even the even the old N64 game, I remember having fun with it. So South Park just continues to be this um, staple of American. Multimedia that has just been Simpsons like in its success, and you know, I don't know, I don't know what else to say other than that. It, if you like South Park, the Stick of Truth is like eight is like eight dollars. It's like eight bucks on PSN. So if you like South Park, <clears throat> definitely go grab it. I mean, it's it's a ton of fun, and it, and it does last about twenty hours. So it's probably worth playing. 
Nice. Glad you dug it. <laughs> All right. Well, we're pretty much out of time. Anybody else have anything else they want to add? I just want to ask really quick, uh, those of you watching Bates Motel, are you going to rewatch Psycho after you finish the series? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it could, yeah, I mean, that's, I probably will. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen Psycho, and yeah, I kind of want to see how they, how, how, like, how well it transitions, maybe, you know? It came out 1960. We'll see if I find it somewhere. Uh, Yeah, it's probably on, like, Netflix or something, so... You know, maybe not though. I don't know. It's pretty old. Did they have a remake, Psycho? They've made it a few times, I think. Did they? Yeah, I, yeah. I think there's a color. There's one in color, and there's one that's not in color. So, but anyway, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening in to the Hobby Addicts. I appreciate each and every one of you that that contribute to the podcast. Really, it's like, you know, without you, we wouldn't be podcasting. So it's it's always a humbling thing that you guys are all willing to support us. And if you if you like hearing us talk about games, I have this very sneaking suspicion that we'll talk about the game awards a little bit in the after party because it's out and we all have at least one game on this list that I think that we're kind of enthusiastic about. So we'll probably be discussing it. So check that out as well. We'll see you guys on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye guys. Thanks so much, guys. Bye.